0: welcome to do not listen to this podcast thank you for supporting the show you do that at do not listen to this podcast.com and all of your donations go to help feed stray cats and dogs that's what we're doing with that uh, i have a great guest today why don't you introduce yourself real quick he's a good friend of mine so this is gonna be a love fest so
1: <laughs> well thanks roger i am doug thompson otherwise known as the Doug Thompson. I was going to
0: say, I thought, <laughs> oh yeah, you are the Doug Thompson. There are, look, out there the in the a world, Doug. there's a couple of Doug Thompsons and you can run yeah, into
1: a, Yeah. He, it's funny when I, when I search my name, you know, there's a comedian. He says he's a comedian. I don't know okay. about that, but the same name or some mayor up in Canada or something. Mm-hmm. And so some I, would,
0: I would like to start by uh, asking all the podcast listeners that if you run into a Doug Thompson in your life. I want you to remind them that they are not the Doug Thompson.
1: Exactly. I think it's it's funny. Funny thing is, when I was uh, when I was growing up, I was I think I was probably about seventeen or so, and I used to work at the YMCA during the you know me and the village people during the summer. And I somebody in lived in the same town that I um, lived in got arrested for murder, and and so. Yeah all my friends were like looking at me when I was going. so I played that up for a little bit. I get a little twitchy, get a little that's,
0: that's, <laughs> Back in my drinking days, when my hair was down to the, the back of my, my, my you know all pictures. the way down to my butt and I had a full beard, the gag I used to like to do was on Sunday night at the bar, right, when uh, America's Most Wanted would come on, you know, <laughs> I would say, "Hey, change the channel."
1: <laughs> watching this yeah so yeah no I, I, so, I, I,
0: so I, just so everybody knows this is the first podcast i'm doing since the war broke out uh yeah. i did take a pause on everything so we are aware of what's going on in the world um but that doesn't stop um content creation uh no so it it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's important for, yeah over. uh it is important for people to understand that it is important to take a break when these things break out and then go back into your, your groove.
1: Yeah. That's the thing about it is, is life still goes on for us. I mean, we can, we can, you'll you'll drive yourself crazy. If you think you can, if you obsess about that every minute, because there's only a limited number of things that you can do about it. And if you do those things that you can, those things in your fear of influence, then move on with your life. That's the best thing that you do. otherwise you're, you're not, you're you're creating a crisis with other people, not, not on the same level. Probably.
0: Yeah. Oh no, that's that's exactly right. And what I think what people don't understand is that when these things happen, um, it is important to take a break and do a self-assessment of where you are on this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and how close is it to you, you know, how, how direct is it, how indirect is it? And you know, what's what's your new point of view based on these these events? You know, right. and, well, and then you can and if, if you do that, then you can move forward a lot smoother than if you don't stop to take that break. Right. We had chatted about wanting to talk about radio and podcasting because we both have a background in radio. And maybe I thought maybe what we could do is give some, uh, you know, sage old white men advice, although it's not really uh, wanted much these days on, uh, <laughs> on what works. <laughs> what doesn't work um so that's what i thought we could do in this episode if that if you're game I think for you, that. You, run,
1: you know um less less the guy that played uh, johnny fever uh yeah. died not long ago howard hessman yeah. and uh i relive some of those clips of it. he was just brilliant i mean the whole the whole wkrp uh show for me, when I was, I was just getting into radio, or uh, I sort of got in, and I actually was on a little bit before I was in radio, but it was just so true that all those characters existed in the station. Yes. <laughs>
0: no, that's that's very true. I mean, fortunately, we were a part of radio um, back when radio was a, a fun business. Um, yeah. Radio has changed drastically since then, and podcasting is much more of a fun business now uh, Yeah. Than- but we were very fortunate. So, what, what? Talk about your radio background. I'll talk a little bit about my radio background, and then we can share some more stories and, and some things that still work today that have always worked.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a side hustle thing for me. So it came up. Um, I was in my uh, mid twenty mid to late twenties. I think it was in my later twenties. I've killed that brain cell somewhere along the lines. Right the no exact date. But they had this contest in the morning show. New guy came into town, as you know, they come in, they sort of shake things up, and yes, and they said, Hey, look, we need a we need to have a, a open audition for a, a morning sports guy to come in and do this, correct? And so the deal is, you called in, you did your like two minute pitch of what a sports cast would look like, and then they would uh, bring you on. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I, I was like, Oh, cool, you know, because I did and so I, you know, looked at the what was going on in the sports and that. And I did my bit and and then they, they hired me, which really mean I got to do it for free. Right. Uh, until they started selling some ads right. and stuff that went with it. But uh, it was, I did it in the morning. You know, I went on with my day job. It didn't take me long to figure out um, that, that to go up that, you had to be somewhat of a transient lifestyle in that to move up. If you were an on-air talent. For, for yeah, the back in part. those times,
0: for sure, that was people. People bounced around, unless you came in at it a different different way. That's correct. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I just and I, and and it was um. I, I I like to eat, so my day job. <laughs> the
0: day job <laughs> took- Well, that's good. But, that's, but that's, uh, that's a good background.
1: Since the, the DJs typically had that face for radio, they never they never really <laughs> looked like what they sounded. That's Much like podcast um and just just the the morning group was a lot different than the than the midday or the afternoon you know you had different personalities different going on you had to have a higher energy in the morning because everybody's trying to wake up
0: yeah
1: and uh you know people just want sort of lighter stuff in the morning they don't want any heavy yeah. stuff but it, it was a lot of a lot of fun i got to do a lot of remote stuff remotes are interesting you're going and, and I pitch things which I never, you know, there's a little bit of lying going on, and so you have a sponsor you may not have ever heard of or done, but um, you know, you would like this one because it was back in your drinking days. Lucky Liquor was, was a sponsor well, that so I had a- What's
0: funny was, you know, I, I was Roger Wilco on the rock stations, and I was Roger West, and I did a different voice on the country stations, I was Roger West, uh, all, <laughs> all day country, uh, and then I was Roger Wilco on the rock stations, and there was actual roger wilco liquor stores in philadelphia when, <laughs> when i work there and my my joke is people would meet me and then i would say oh yeah just you know go to the liquor store tell me you know me they'll give you a discount and um <laughs> and that was one of my favorite favorite gags oh
1: yeah that'd be fun
0: my background in radio started at chi- as a child labor story yeah. um, my, our neighbor was a big morning dj in columbus ohio and so he liked my character voices so, from about age, I think, I want to say maybe seven, eight, nine, age seven, eight, nine, I would come in on the show sometimes and do character voices, not paid. Yeah. I, I, they still owe me money for that. But I started interning at radio stations when I was 12, big rock stations, big uh, uh, morning stations. I, I was an intern uh, for a big, big radio station in Columbus, Ohio. And when I was about 12, 13, 14, and I would move the guests between different locations on the cart at the Ohio state fair. And this is when I met Colonel Sanders and Colonel Sanders taught me how to cuss, um, (laughs) because everything out of his mouth was a cuss word. (laughs) So my joke is he taught me how to curse. And then, and then I, I got it. I was in radio in college. Um, I got a little bit of fame when I declared myself the official disc jockey of the 1984 summer Olympics and the (laughs) Olympic committee threatened to sue me. They backed down. Um, And then I moved to LA and I started a business writing comedy for radio stations in 1984 using email when nobody knew what the hell that was. Oh yeah. And that then became a big business where the radio stations paid me cash. They didn't do trade. Um, and that was kind of unique. And so that led to me producing WMMR in Philadelphia and then, uh, doing a lot of work with IP this when we turned it into the first sports station. And then I went and ran a bunch of radio networks, comedy networks, sports networks. And then I got out of that industry. So <laughs> I went, I started to negotiate the other side.
1: So Yeah. Uh, you, you switched sides, Shane, weren't you?
0: I did. I was, <laughs> because I was, um. I had negotiated all the uh, promotional deals with film and TV and all that stuff. And then I explained to them that, you know, if you hire me, you're going to get better deals. And so mm-hmm. that's how that all came about. That's how my first consulting business got started. Um, what was what's the thing that you do in your podcast? Because you do two podcasts. You do your normal podcast and then you, you do your podcast for your, the, the company you work for.
1: Like how you call my normal podcast. We had a normal discussion
0: yesterday. Your normal podcast is you. And then there's a company podcast, which is not you. I mean it's you, but it's not, it's it's more for the you can do whatever you want on the other one. You can't do whatever you want on the on the secondary one. What do you probably
1: would be the last episode that would
0: (laughs) (laughs) you could do, yeah? Exactly. It wouldn't be the smartest play. Um what do you what techniques do you use from radio on the podcasts that are still valid? And we can kind of turn this into kind of, of a tip thing for people that want to do podcasts or that are doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you think they are? The, the couple things.
1: Well, so, since I interview people on, on most of them, you know, when we'd have people. So I, again, when as a sports guy, I would go interview the local high school football coaches and stuff. Cause we, and then the player of the week or something like that. And it's the art of asking a question and listening to what what they're saying or maybe what they're not saying or trying to lead them someplace that they've said that they wanted to go before. So I'll ask a guest you at the end of the... Yeah, the listening
0: listening is really key. That's a big one. And the directing them towards the destination that they originally... Because people do get lost in thought. You know? Uh,
1: the biggest task is... Is, is staying in that conversation and knowing where we need to go right and then to watch the clock too to, to say okay look we got about 20 to 30 minutes we don't have an eight-hour podcast here like some other texans that that, that uh, <laughs> seem to yeah. Have
0: to yeah yeah the, but, uh, uh, the live stream all day thing
1: yeah and knowing that that you know a lot, a lot of people as you talk to don't understand the side of it and they just want to they say they want to tell a story, but they don't know how to do it concisely. And again, that's oh. the my personal podcast is trying to teach people to be able to tell that story in a concise manner, and right. something that makes sense and follows sort of a story guideline. And and it's true for the business one as well, because you're trying to have a business outcome or a point or, or what's going on. So both of those things. That's I am sort of the the uh, uh the uh, Not Pied Piper. That's that's not. Well, sometimes it is. We sometimes we just leave the rats off
0: to the. That's right. That's true. (laughs) Well, what what do you think are things that don't necessarily translate that are different from radio style than podcasting?
1: A lot of the radio. So we did bits. You know, we did timely bits and stuff. My favorite. My favorite one was before the Daytona 500. One year, we called up Hertz Rental Car. And, you know, I, I was, uh, he was Big Dick Petty. Uh-huh. And, and I forget who my character was. I uh, was some other race car driver. And and we said, you know, okay, well, how much is the rental car? Is it, but, and, you know, such and such a day and so much per mile. So, okay, how far are you from the track? Right. And so, so we had, oh, it's like eight miles. Okay, so how much is it for 516 miles?
0: Yes. No, <laughs> that's, you know, yeah. Number that's, the side of it. that's the fun stuff that you really can't do. You know, yeah. you can't, the one that we used to do all the time um, and this people may have to Google this, the young people, but you used to have to call for, to get a phone number. You used to have to call information. You didn't have Google yeah. You had 411 and you would call and you'd ask for a phone number for something. So, so what we would do was anytime some big news would break out about mm-hmm. anything, right? Yeah. Or maybe the president did a speech or whatever we would then call information and ask them about that.
1: <laughs> hey, I need some information about that. Yeah,
0: we would say, well, what do you think about that? And yeah. what do you mean now? We were able to do this for quite a long period of time. Yeah. And they were great, I mean, it was always great because the person just got agitated in there. You know, what, what number are you calling for? And we're like, no, no, we don't need a number. We just wanna know what do you think? It's information, right? Yeah. We just did that. <laughs> and, but eventually, We'd done so many that word spread. Yeah, and so yeah, we, the wrong. last one we did was, oh, it's you guys doing that, and we're like, yeah. we're doing what? What are you talking? About? We just played dumb, and then yeah. we asked them for a phone number, and then we ended. Up, that was the last one. <laughs> I called phone number? You yeah, we, we, just call it for a phone number. Yeah, so that was it. But yeah, no, you, I, that's, I think that's right. You can't really do bits. You really can't do bits in social media. You really can't do bits, um, and that used to be fun. Well, and I think the, the the problem
1: with that social media, the attention span is so long. It takes a while to build a bit up. I mean, it's yes, like right. on, good- And they just don't have the attention span to follow it anymore. If you can't do it
0: in the first 10 seconds, then it's sort of lost. Yeah, I mean, the bit is usually when you say something. The The only way you can really do a bit on social media is to say something divisive and not really mean it. Yeah. So just to, yeah. just to watch people kind of go.
1: I watch them lose their stuff. Just ah.
0: yeah, I mean if you make any kind of sexist or any kind of anti kind of anything comment, um, mm-hmm. you can you can do it on Twitter more than anything else, right? Because you because people will just pounce. The Twitter's just a bar fight. I that
1: with the old white guy comment here. We had to start the podcast. Well,
0: no, that's with. right. The old so that but that's it. It's very difficult being an old white guy these days. You cannot, yeah. it's not easy. It's not easy. It's difficult, right? Because you can't, yeah. you know, I mean, and but you have to know that. You have to, you know, if you own that, then you're fine. You're good to go. Yeah.
1: Some things I can't change. Yes.
0: <laughs> I can't change that I'm old and I can't change that I'm white. I can't change that I'm, well, I could do change those things, but I'm, I'm not, I'm, 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 I've made a commitment to it. Here. You can shave your head. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I, as I like to say, not all old white guys are stupid. Some of us are okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're okay. just like just like anybody else there's there's outliers and yes yes Uh, (laughs) there are a lot of
0: stupid ones of us out there yes for sure that's but there's a lot of stupid people everywhere
1: exactly stupid stupidity knows no bounds yeah i know right
0: (laughs) it is you know it's funny it's so hard to have empathy and compassion for stupid people Mm. um because it takes so much work um but I just, you know, I now get to a point where when I see somebody do something stupid, I kind of give them a kudos. I'm like, you know what? I had not expected something that dumb to <laughs> happen in my lifetime. Like Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Phil Mickelson's a great example. Oh, that yeah. Was just the dumbest. I mean, the most yeah. self destructive, stupid thing you could do.
1: I was listening to. Um... So they were they were interviewing political candidates over here. We just had a, a primary here in Texas, and they were interviewing one. Um, the The woman who was doing the interviewing, the reporter that was doing right. the interview, uh, was a woman, and she asked a, a very very intelligent question or an, an informed question. She had clearly done some other research and stuff with it. And he says, and he, and he says, "You're not only a pretty face; you understand the facts." And I was just, "Oh my like, god!
0: Oh my god!"
1: <laughs> just like. Oh, come on, dude. Well, that's the, that's... You know,
0: It's very interesting. You know, the irony is, I mean, the sadness is that many of the people who are sexist are mm-hmm. oblivious to the fact that they're sexist. Yeah. I mean, they're just, I mean, you know, it's like, and then you hear somebody say something stupid like that, and you're like, mm-hmm. like, you know, did you not get the memo that that's dumb?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So oh. I just, yeah. That's funny,
0: anyway, and the beauty of
1: a podcast too, as opposed to radio, is you can go back and edit dumb stuff out if you yes. need to. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. so you know it's funny. I think one of the advantages of radio was it was, and it still is. If you it, is it's basically disposable. Yeah. So as yeah. You, you know, you're not going back in time, mm. and that is an upside to a podcast and a downside to a podcast because um in the, in a the podcast format you can you can just put it out yeah but yeah. you have to be you have to be mindful of like okay well the podcast that i did 3 years ago do i still feel that way
1: mm-hmm.
0: or have i mm-hmm. changed and if i've changed i got to do a podcast of how i changed yeah on that or i have to just delete that other po- i have to i have to be mindful of what's out there
1: yeah yeah no you you're right now i think that's why I like the interviewing and trying to help people tell stories because it's not, there's, there's, a, there's not a lot of, of uh, chance where I have to go back and change the position of it because the, the points about telling a story are the same. And you simply enhance them. The base, the base truth or the base steps to telling a story is the same. It's always been like when you wrote jokes and stuff, the format is the same, the subject changes. And yeah. yeah, from that standpoint, there's not anything that I would go back and really worry about. Now, some of the interviews, you know, some of the people that you interview, there's more challenging guests than there are, you know, some sometimes it's it's one if they just have word vomit and won't take a break yeah. to breathe where you can help yeah. guide them back and help protect themselves. That's those that. are a little more challenging than those that trying to get information out of them. So you get those are both the both extremes, right? Those that give me the yes, no answer. Right. And uh, there's been a couple of times where I've had to stop and I edited this out. Of course, this is a conversation. I, I need more than, you know, I, I, the goal is to have you talk more than me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's an interesting point. I mean, the thing is, is that with guests, you, the irony with guests is that you're always bringing in uh, an unknown variable Yes. to a degree, unless you know them. Right. Yes. And if you know them, then you, then it's easier, but you're right. I mean, I do think, I also think too, that it's okay. Even if you do a guest format thing, it's okay to also every once in a while throw in a podcast where you're just talking about some topic. Yeah. Where you're saying, you know, look, I want to expand on this line of thinking and I want to give you an opportunity to go deep with it. If you want, Um, I don't need, you know, I don't expect you to, but it's, it's there. I think some people I hear, don't understand. I need you. To add some episodes, Roger.
1: I hear. I hear you telling me something.
0: What? <laughs> I, I what hear you that? telling me something. I think I
1: need to add some episodes like that to my podcast.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, no. I mean, I think. Every, I think that's the thing that the challenge with a guest format mm-hmm. is exactly what you're talking about. If you have a great guest, then
1: mm-hmm. you
0: have a great podcast experience because you're you're having fun. The guest is having fun. Nobody is walking away from it unhappy. Right. That's mm-hmm. one outcome of a podcast. The other outcome of a podcast is the host is doing a good job. The guest is not doing a good job.
1: Yeah.
0: And then so what happens is the, the guest walks away thinking they did a good job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the host, like, goes, Well, I know that wasn't a good job, but I got to put it out anyway. And yeah. And so, you're not as a host, you're not happy with that experience. And then the worst is when you might be in a bad space as a host and just not there, and you're doing poorly, and the guest is also doing poorly, is another outcome. The other outcome is you're doing poorly, and the guest is doing great. And then you know, that one's okay. But it's
1: yeah, those that last one there's really scary with it, where the guest saves the host. Um, I've had it
0: happen, you know, I, I've had it, you know, where it's like, where i'm like i scheduled a, a podcast is scheduled and something happened that day that kind of threw me off or i had to work with a client and it was more of a serious thing and you just can't detox from that yet and yeah. um so yeah no it's it's good um well, like yesterday i was
1: talking to somebody about being a guest it was sort of the, the scoping call if you will yes and my dog doberman so i was let the dogs inside. Comes in and I'm looking down. There's blood. Start. I see these drops of blood out on the landing outside. I'm like, I'm, first of all, I'll look at myself to make sure I'm not bleeding because I've been known right. to cut. <laughs> like, oh God, what did I do? Right. And and the tore his ear. So I'm like, this is like immediately before a call. So when I got on, luckily it wasn't a recording type thing because my mind would not have been where. Right. You know where it was. I mean, life happens, and it is a bit of a challenge. But that's it with radio. You had to be on. You didn't have a chance to no, go back have a, and So, read. so that,
0: that's one of the things where I like that's one of the things that I did love about radio. I mean, we what was great about radio back in the day was um, you would take news feeds live from the network mm-hmm. and you didn't mm-hmm. know what yeah. was you didn't know what the, the news feed was. You were just sitting there listening to the news feed. Right. And you might be in the middle of a bit or you might be having a good time. And then and then the news is really kind of tragic or traumatic. And you're like, oh, shit, I got to kind of, you know, I got to work my way out of it because you're coming back live. You know, you're yeah. just listening. My favorite story of that was we were doing a morning show and the story, and it was the last story. And the thing was uh, somebody had put somebody had lit Charles Manson on fire in jail. Right. right. And, and they're ending the, it was NBC News. It was N, and, and, you know, and today, um, you know Charles Manson was lit on fire. Um, more at the top of the hour. That was the out of the of the thing. And then it's coming to me and my host. And I look at my host and I say, Whoa, whoa, whoa! I have a question. I have, I have a question about this news story. Yes. Who the hell put out the fire? That's what I want to know. Who yeah, put really. Charles Manson out?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And then, it, <laughs> and then, because it was a developing story, we got more information.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that is true. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can see you asking, well, who put him out? I mean, that's it, always looking at sort of the the whole picture, and what's the question that's not asked? Because you're right. Because you know, when it was going, I said, "Well, well I love like- that."
0: Yeah, you can't like yeah. you know, look, everybody knows humor is one of my core values. You can't then throw yeah. away humor when something bad is going on. Like I just posted about you gotta find good in the tragedy. For example, there will be a buy one, get one free yacht sale coming very soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of stuff's gonna be seized. So yes. there are gonna be some deals here. Uh, yeah, but you have to find, you know, you have to find the, the humor in the tragedy. I think
1: that's what keeps us, I think that's what keeps us normal is if we can find that. And I, I, I default to humor a lot in, in some of some of the more dire situations. Um, and and, it, and it's, for me, it comes naturally on that one. I don't know if it's de- called defense mechanism or whatever, but life always has two sides to, I mean, it's, it's always, the, it's, it's 180 degrees on one side, 180 degrees on the other side, but it's still life and it still has to go on. And if you look at any situation at the end of, you know at the end of the day there's got to be something good that comes out of it um
0: oh yeah no because the universe
1: has to balance out
0: no, no that's exactly right and you you know it's funny um you know uh, i've i've done comedy writing obviously and they gotten paid professionally to do it and i've always used to be funny when people used to say you know people hide behind humor i'm like no <laughs> no they're not hiding behind it they're putting it out there now They might, it might be some from their trauma. They might need them. They might need to work some stuff out in therapy. That's for sure. But Mm -hmm. you know, I remember when I got sober and also later when I did therapy, one of my fears or concerns was that my comedy would be, would get worse, would be, would Mm -hmm. go away. It turned out neither of those were true. It actually got better. Because as you go through those changes in life, you, uh, you, your 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 experience expands.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, yeah. And you, have I mean, more
1: pull, you have more to pull from, more experiences. Well, yeah, and stuff. there's
0: jokes. There's jokes that I would never do that I used to do before I got sober, <laughs> at, you know, or, or did therapy. But you know, I mean, I, at the time, I would, you know, I would do them. You know,
1: um, you know like, comedy's gotten it's 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 almost it's under attack by trying to be politically correct about things about the the worry about offending somebody. Well, so and at the end of the day, the, the com- comedians <clears throat> give you that apo- give you sort of that view of life that that a lot of people don't think. Again, it's the other 180 degrees. Well, that's that right.
0: That, that sign- you're spot on. And what I like to say about that topic is, look, comedy is a contact sport. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get hurt. You know, now. Uh, it is the best type of comedy is when you're doing the target on your back, but most people yeah. can't, it takes a long time for people to get there, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, um, you don't become a great comic overnight. You, you get there mm-hmm. in a messy, messy way. The politically incorrect stuff is very interesting because most of the time, they're, um, they don't even know what they're bitching about. <laughs> yeah, like they're just upset, right? Yeah. Like, and so it's like when you say to them, well, okay, what well, you what are you really upset about? They mm-hmm. they can't pinpoint what it is. Now the ones that can pinpoint what it is that's got them upset probably have a valid point, right? Yeah, and um, you know, look, comedians, actors, politicians. Anybody in the public eye has to be mindful that, look, there are no secrets. Back to the film, Mic- Mick, you are going to be found out. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you know, well, there's a difference between,
1: I think there's a difference between saying something stupid now and having to face that ramifications versus saying something you said did decades ago. we we'll use uh, Joe Rogan as an example where they pull up these old tapes that he's learned something and grown since that point. Yeah. And you've, you've, yeah. We all evolve and change and get smarter as we go along, but you only learn most from, from a mistake. Either you made the mistake or you've learned from somebody else's mistake. Usually yeah, your I, own. I,
0: but I think on the Joe Rogan thing, I think he's even making more mistakes now, right? So, you know, the funny thing with Joe that's interesting is if you go back and see that tape of him, how he feels about vaccines before – And then how he went anti-vaxxer just to build an audience. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you can build an audience if you play anti-vaxxer, right? That's easy because you're going to, those people will fight for you, right? Um, And I think Joe, I think Joe has a learning opportunity. I don't think, I don't think he'll take it, but the learning opportunity is, okay, look, you've kind of gotten here through some shenanigans. Mm -hmm. What do you really want to be? you know yeah uh, stop, stop i guess those people eat the cockroaches what do you really
1: yeah, want to be yeah i think it's being not true to yourself you're playing an yeah. angle of it you that's right. the way ahead and it, it eventually that angle intersects back with reality yeah it's time and and if you stay true to who you are the whole time you'll yeah. have these learning you'll have these learning opportunities but but you're more closer to center line And there's less correction. It's like in sailing where you're just sort of, there's a slight shift in the wind and you're true to yourself. You can make that adjustment where if you're trying to, I'm going to play this for all it's worth, you get way out. And sometimes you just lose the wind altogether.
0: That's right. And I do think ultimately, I mean, I'm in the camp that ultimately what's happened with him in particular is going to hurt Spotify more than it will hurt him. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, I think that that's going to, I think, I don't think it's as behind him as he thinks it is.
1: Well, I still think it's funny those people that I hadn't heard of in decades pulling their music off, which they don't own, by the way, because they sold their catalog to somebody.
0: Else. Well, some of them <laughs> own, some of them own, some of them don't. But, but, but you know, the thing is, is that you know, the that's all. So that's just general marketplace taking care of general marketplace. That's the way you disagree, right? There's nothing wrong with that, right? No,
1: um, it's not, but I just think yeah. it's funny.
0: Well, but you know, what's also funny is that um, some of that music. Now has gotten listened to where it wouldn't have gotten listened to. So oh, well, there you go.
1: Here's the marketing opportunity. Let me pull this stuff off so people know who I am again because my name's sort of gone out well, of Well, that's
0: the... the thing of like, you know, if you want a book to be a bestseller, get it banned.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know,
0: you gotta create some controversy around it. So well, what would you want people to take away that listen to this episode? What would you want their takeaways to be? Well,
1: well, one don't take life so seriously all the time <laughs> there, you know, if there's bad happening, there's good happening somewhere else. So try to use that. But life is a story. It's all about thinking and looking for the opportunity to one, adjust your story. You know, right. how can it help make your story better? And two, how can you help others make their story better? Because there's a lot of people out there that, that, that lack that ability. Right. Then exercise that muscle because they don't teach it in school. You know, Correct. they used to teach, Heat some of that stuff. Um, and and then, you know, how do you do that? Because everybody can do it. There's a muscle we need to, and start with the story that's going on inside your head. Right. That's the, as I said in my TED Talk, that's the most important way, because if that's off, all your other ones are going to be off too.
0: I forgot to mention that you were a TED Talk alumni, and I thank you for slumming it with me on this podcast, because,
1: <laughs> after, Well, you know,
0: usually TED Talk I, people don't talk to me anymore. They get, once they hit the TED Talk status, they're like, I'm not talking to Roger. I'm off of that. I'm not. I'm not doing. I always good. try to remember
1: trying. where my roots come from. So <laughs> exactly.
0: remember the little people. Well, thanks. Yeah, I try to
1: remember. On.
0: Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thanks, Roger.